Hey everybody, welcome to day number 11 day number 11 of the 1000 words for 1000 days podcast to enjoy or ridicule whichever you find fit. The time was right for me to take the plunge into full-time entrepreneurship. The numbers didn't exactly work out, but if you take into account childcare, which is fucking which is fucking astronomical, it paints a much better picture of my financial situation. And so with my wife on my side, I took the plunge into being a full-time videographer and a stay-at-home dad. These last 10 months have been one hell of a ride. I learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes, had a few wins, and overall I'm in a pretty good place. A lot of times we only hear about the big successes, the ones where a person leaves their job and within 12 months they're making more money than they ever could have dreamed. What I feel like we don't hear enough of is the middle guys like me. The ones who are making it, but just barely, or maybe even the ones who fail. While I'm sure sometime in December, I will make an obligatory post about how thankful I am and my successes. I thought today could be a good opportunity to talk about some of the less nice parts of uh, self-employment. And some of the stuff you don't hear so much about. And most importantly, the challenges of doing it as a full-time stay-at-home dad with a newborn by your side. I hope I'm able to give a more complete picture of what it's like and one that doesn't exactly end with overwhelming success. So here's three things they don't tell you about self-employment and how I've learned to live with these uh, difficulties. My goal is not to be negative or to discourage anybody. In fact, I think anybody is able to start a business today, thank you to the internet. I feel like most people are only giving you half of of the story and I would like to fill in a little bit more of that other half and maybe give you a better overall understanding of what it's like to be self-employed and so you don't fall into some of the traps that I did when I first started. Because I was really big on uh, internet entrepreneurship. I still am. I watch all kinds of videos. I watch all kinds of courses. I watch all kinds of stuff about it. And it's all really helpful. It's all super positive. It's it's like overwhelmingly positive. But it's not being a business owner isn't all positive all the time. And so uh, I think we should touch on that stuff too. And I think that not enough people are are talking about it. And there's definitely more than three, but I'm going to stick to three today, and uh, maybe I'll go into it a little deeper if, if anyone has any questions or anyone wants to know. So the first one, if you aren't a single person with no responsibilities, like a single 20-year-old with no debt, except for maybe college debt, there is no reason for you not to at least make an attempt at self-employment. That being said, if you are not a single 20-year-old, with little to no debt, then the weight of your potential failure is unbearable. It's crippling. I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I'm a homeowner. While I was working my old career, things were very comfortable. We weren't wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, but we were doing fairly well. I knew the bills would get paid every month, even if sometimes it came at the cost of a few nights of DoorDash, or staying home on the weekend, or not buying the latest and greatest you know, tech thing. Latest and greatest camera is what I would spend a lot of my money on. That is not the case anymore, and the added stress of that is powerful. On months when there isn't enough work, there just isn't enough work, and money just isn't there. If I was a single person in my 20s, this wouldn't matter nearly as much. I could eat less, I could wear old clothes, I could turn down the heat, all in an attempt to make up for my own failure that month. When you have a family, it's them who are punished for your lack of success. My kids can't eat less. My kids need clothes every few months. My kids need to be warm, and it isn't fair to them that they need to suffer, and it's not fair to my wife that she needs to work harder to pick up my slack. While I haven't had too many months like this, when they happen, it's it's a hard pill to swallow, and it hurts a lot. 
It really does. And that's something they don't tell you about. A lot of people like to paint the picture that, you know, if you take the jump, it's going to be immediately successful. And that's not the case. And sometimes the money's not there. And it's very difficult to tell your significant other or your children that. And it hurts, especially when, you know, you were able, those things weren't a problem in the past. And so that's something that you really need to come to grips with. I think I wish I had come to grips with that and had maybe been a little bit more clear on that aspect of things before I made the jump. Number two, this one's specific to being a stay-at-home dad and entrepreneur, and that is that scheduling work around a baby is fucking super hard. This has continuously been the biggest challenge for me since starting the business. Working shoots and editing in and around my kids' schedules has been borderline impossible and has resulted in many, many late nights. Even with three sets of grandparents, and they do an amazing job and this isn't a drag on them, my parents, my wife's parents and my wife's grandparents are constantly taking my kids. They're constantly helping me and they have been a huge uh, support system to me and it's been amazing. That being said, they can't always watch them. And sometimes that means not being able to take a job or sometimes it means doing a shoot at times that aren't ideal. It means making calls during nap times and making sure that shoots don't go long so I can pick up my son from school. It means an unplanned blowout diarrhea and the bath time following it could eat up all of your email response time. It is without a doubt the hardest part of the business and so if you're going into full-time childcare as well as working full-time, I would double the amount of work hours you think you're going to need in the, in the week. It's it's probably going to be more than that. Between childcare and and work, I work easily 80 hours a week if not more. And sometimes that means I'm working from 5 a.m. To, to midnight to get everything done. And so plan to become good friends with insomnia and the sunrise. I expect it to be much easier and is much more difficult than I was planning. Now onward to number three. There's no one to tell you what to do. This is of course the biggest appeal of being self-employed. The idea of being your own boss rules so fucking hard and it really is the absolute pinnacle of working for yourself. But there is another side of that coin you don't hear many people talking about and that's the fact that we have spent most of our lives being directed. Usually someone tells us what to do and then we do it. This is true as a child with our parents, going through the entire educational system, and finally as part of the workforce. I mean, for fuck's sake, they literally tell you when to retire, like what age you're supposed to retire. And when you don't have someone telling you what to do, it's kind of weird. And if you're not careful, then you will find yourself not working on the right things at the right times and ultimately hamstringing yourself. Many days after I wake up and get my daughter situated, get my son dropped off from school, get breakfast made, I don't want to work anymore. I want to fuck off. Or I want to work on shit that I want to work on and not the shit that I need to work on. And here's the kicker is that ultimately I can choose to do whatever I want. If I so choose, I can fuck off. Or if I choose, I can hang out with my daughter. And there's no one on my back telling me um, not to. Except in a couple months when the bank calls me because they're not getting my mortgage payments. Ultimately, I can do anything. And in that, I have to decide to do the right thing, which is my work. This is a bigger responsibility than I think a lot of people realize. And learning to be self-directed has a much bigger learning curve than I think most people realize. With timers and lists and a few other things, I've developed a pretty good system that works for me. But everyone's system is going to be different. So make sure you give yourself time to figure that system out and expect it to take a lot longer than you think it will. It took me about a year to get a system that worked for me while I was working and it's taken me, I would say that I still have some tweaking to do on the system that I work on on my day to day and it's been 10 months. I expect it probably will be maybe another six to 10 months before I, before I really hone it in and all of that is dependent upon, you know, my daughter and son basically being a part of that schedule and, and making that schedule as tight as possible. And they're, when you're dealing with kids, 
there's going to be fuck-ups. There's going to be times when the schedule doesn't work. And so I have to account for that. It is much more difficult than they make it sound, especially if you're taking care of children. All that being said, I mean, it still beats working for someone else. You know, what I'm trying to say is that before you do make that leap, it's great, but there is a realistic side to it that you need to take into account. And I hope that I shed a little bit of light on that today. Um, thank you so much for coming out today. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you got something out of this. If you are in the New Hampshire area and you would like to collaborate, if you would like to shoot some videos, if you would like to hang out, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Next Dance Presents. If you have an event coming up or you have some, um, you want to make some content, please feel free to shoot me a DM at Next Dance Presents on Instagram. And I will get back to you as soon as I can. All right, guys, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Bye.